Hi, I'm Nancy Dufresne. Welcome to our podcast channel. We know you'll be blessed by today's message. Praise God. Open your Bibles to Acts chapter 3. Someone who has chest pain. You have chest pain right here where my hand is. Whoever you are, would you just stand up right where you are right now? You've got chest pain right here. See one there. Anyone? Yes, yes, several of you right now in the authority. Here comes healing now in the authority of the name of Jesus. You know, you never know when God is going to manifest healing. He can do it anytime he wants. In the name of Jesus, I... Glory to God. I send that word. That chest pain leaves you now. That chest pain leaves you now in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Now just, now try to find it. Try to find the pain right now. Do whatever you can. Just try to find the pain. You're going to find it's leaving you right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank God. I won't take time to read this entire passage, but I want to, I want to make some comments on it. And then I want to share some things with you and I'm not going to take too long because he who speaketh short shall be invited again. (laughs) A group of ministers came to my father's home as they often did and they all wanted to have a word from Oral Roberts. And one pastor said, Brother Roberts, what's the best advice you could give me? He said, preach shorter and minister longer. That's good. Preach shorter and minister longer. Many ministers today preach all the way up until the cafeteria is open. And then they close. Instead of taking time to minister. Preach shorter and minister longer. I thought that's some of the best advice I ever heard in my life. Praise God. This is a most interesting passage of scripture Peter and John, let me just paraphrase it. Peter and John are on their way to the temple to pray. When they encounter a man who has been crippled since birth, carried there every day to beg for money, he could find a good place because he knew that the Jews would be coming into the temple and they'd be in a giving mood because they wanted to receive forgiveness when they got inside. And when he saw Peter and John, no doubt he put out his hands because that's what beggars do. That's what cripples do. They put out their hands and Peter and John saw him and Peter said, silver and gold have we none. Now, I don't believe that Peter was saying he didn't have a penny in his pocket. I believe what he was saying was, it's not money that you need. Someone else here may need money, but you need something else. But such as I have. Now that's the scripture verse that I want to focus on this morning for a few moments. Such as I have. I give unto you. What did Peter have? First of all, he had a relationship. He had a relationship because he had been with Jesus. He had been with the Lord. He had a relationship. If you want the glory of God in your life, you got to have a relationship. It's not just Sunday morning or Sunday night or Wednesday night. It's every morning. It's every night. That's why the Lord has been getting me up each morning about four o'clock to have a time of special prayer and usually a time in the evening of prayer and then prayer off and on during the day. I think when the Bible says praying always in the spirit means you are in a spirit of prayer. You may not be praying every moment of the day, but you're in a spirit of prayer where you can break into prayer at any given moment. And in my experience, I'm called on to pray wherever I am. Just the other day, I went up to pray for a man in a local hospital in Tulsa, and I thought my prayer time would begin when I got on the floor, but instead, I was surrounded by people when I got in the lobby. I was laying hands on people as I was getting onto the elevator because they recognized me. And when I go up into a hospital room, I usually wind up ending up in several other hospital rooms because people will, will say, he's on the floor, come out and come into my room. 
And what might be a 10 or 15 minute trip could turn into an hour. Yes. Yes. Amen. Instant in and out of season. Yes. Be ready. Be prepared. Yes. Amen. That takes a relationship. Yes. That's knowing Jesus on a first name basis. Yes. That's knowing who he is. Yes. What he stands for. Yes. And how that ministers, how that ministers through you into him into them. So therefore, Peter had a relationship. The second thing he had was he had an experience. He had seen Jesus heal the leper. He had seen him raise the dead. He had seen him multiply the loaves and the fishes. He would seen him walk on the water. He had had an experience. He was there when Jesus said, let us go over to the other side of the lake, knowing that they couldn't go under because they were going over. He was there when that, when they touched, when he touched the, the, the beer of that, uh, of that funeral procession near the coffin, he was there. He was there when Jesus cleansed the temple. He was there. He was there. He had had an experience. Have you had an experience with the Lord? Many people can talk about the experience they had 50 years ago, 40 years ago, 30 years ago. Have you had an experience today? Today, the Bible says now faith is, or faith is now. The only kind of faith that God recognizes is the now kind of faith. It doesn't matter what happened 50 years ago or 40 years ago or 30 years ago. What's happening now in your life? What are you doing for Jesus today? Today is the day of salvation. Thank God for the testimony. You know, thank God for that. I thank God for my own testimony. I shared a portion of it a little while ago. But what's important is what I'm doing now. It's like uh, Dr. Lester Summerall, a wonderful friend of our family. Dr. Summerall was a tremendous man of God. Established a great work because of a, a miracle that happened in the Philippines. Established that great church which is still pastored by his nephew, whom I know. And Dr. Summerall was the, was the man who influenced my father to conduct a national crusade in Manila back in the 1950s. And they were great, great friends. And um, <laughs> funny story. Uh, I'll get to this. You know, Brother Copeland can tell three stories at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm working on my second. My dad had a crusade in South Bend and Dr. Summerall was the chairman. This was before the Manila crusade. And each night my, my dad received the offering and Brother, Brother Summerall saw all of his people in the crusade and he knew when he got to Sunday there wouldn't be one penny in his offering. He said, Oral Roberts, he'll take every dollar out of all my people. And he said, I became more dejected every night because I knew there'd be no offering on Sunday because Brother Roberts take all the money and leave town. And he was so dejected. And when he got to the church on Sunday, he just knew nothing was going to happen. He, he called my dad later and said, Brother Roberts, Sunday was the biggest offering we had in the history of our church. Seed faith works. So uh, now I was going to tell another story about him. So Dr. Summerall told me, we're having lunch one day in South Bend. And he said to me, I was invited uh, to speak to an anthropology class at Notre Dame University. Now, Notre Dame is in South Bend, very prestigious Catholic university there in South Bend. And he said, when I walked into the room, the professor who was hosting the class said, Dr. Summerall, I want you to know that everyone in this room believes that we descended from monkeys. That was his introduction. Dr. Summerall, quick as a wink, said, well, you know, it's not nearly as important where you came from as where you're going. It's about today, my friend. Yes, thank God for the experience you had years ago. But what about your experience now? Okay. He had a relationship. He had an experience. He had something else. He had the name of Jesus. Jesus gathered his disciples together one night and said, before now, you've asked nothing in my name. Ask and you shall receive so that your joy may be full. 
Now they had seen him ask. They had heard him cry, Abba, Father, but they had never asked in his name. He was giving them the power of attorney to use his name. He was giving them the divine right. Now I know my wife, Lindsay, is watching this program and I've told this story before. Uh, when we got married on the 11th of January, which is, which is uh, our 44th wedding anniversary, is next week. I know I don't look old enough, been married 44 years, but I have been. And uh, we'll be married 44 years next, next Thursday. When we got married, she took my name. That's the custom in America. She took my name. She was Lindsay Salem, who was born in Flint, Michigan, and transferred to Florida as she got into high school, and then moved to Tulsa to go to law school. And we met and we got married, and she was no longer known as Lindsay Salem. She took my name. She became Lindsay Roberts. And very quickly, she learned how to use my name on checks, <laughs> on credit cards. She knew how to use my name. Yeah. And it didn't matter whether I was with her physically or not. She could use my name. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just like I was standing there next to her because I gave her that right to use my name. Jesus has given us his name. He said, you've asked nothing in my name. Yes, sir. Yes, yes, yes. Ask and you shall receive so that your joy, joy unspeakable and full of glory, so that your joy may be full. How many of you want your joy to be full today? I don't want a half full cup of joy. I want the whole cup of joy. I want it overflowing in my life because I've got a relationship and I have an experience and I've got the name. Peter said, such as I have. What did he have? He had the name. Yes. The name of Jesus, whose name is above every name, name in heaven and earth. You name any name, and the name of Jesus is above it. Come on. Yes. His name is higher than cancer. Yes. His name is higher than diabetes. Yes. His name is higher than hypertension. Yes. His name is higher than arthritis. Yes. His name is higher than COPD. His name is higher than blindness and cataracts and glaucoma and deafness and intestinal problems and colon problems and pancreas problems. His name is above every mass, every tumor, every growth. His name is above. We have a name. And at that name, every knee shall bow. Every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. He had the name. But he had one more thing, friends. He had the authority to use it. He had the authority. Are you aware of the authority that Jesus has given us? He said, behold, I give unto you authority, power to tread upon serpents and scorpions. He wasn't talking about spiders and snakes. He was talking about enemies. I give you authority. He did not say everything you pray for is going to be healed. He said, no, it's going to be subject to your authority. Or in other words, it's going to take two to tango. You're going to need somebody to set their faith with you. A lot of times I pray for people and they just sit there and they just, well, okay. If you can do anything, don't be like that. That's what that man was like with his demon-possessed boy. When Jesus came down from the Mount of Transfiguration, after that a great experience with, with Elijah and Moses appearing, and Peter, James, and John being wiped out. They didn't know what to do. They had to hide behind a rock. Right. And when they got down into the valley where most people live, yeah. Yeah. most people don't live on the mountaintop. They live in the valley. Right. When they got down to the valley, the man said, well, I, I tried. Your nine disciples tried. They couldn't do anything for my boy. If there's anything you can do. Yeah. And Jesus said, it's not if I can do anything. It's if you can believe. Yeah. You got to have someone to go into an agreement with you. An agreement takes at least two. You can't have an agreement with yourself. He gave them the authority and the power. And Jesus, of course, said to the man, well, yes. Yes, I have the authority and the power, but do you believe? And the man said, well, I, I do believe. But I have this one little area that I'm having trouble with. And isn't that the story of, of many of us today? We believe, but we got this one little area we got this one little pocket. Come on now. Come on. Doubt. Yeah. 
Help thou mine unbelief. Help me in that one area that I'm yeah. struggling in. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I've got an area like that. You've got an area like that. Yes, sir. That's right. You better tell the truth and yes, honor sir. the Lord. Yeah. Yes, you know you do. Yes, Every one of you. You've got a little pocket there somewhere in there. Somewhere in there. It just, yes, sir. It's just like a pocket. It's just dangling out. Yeah. He said, help, help me in that area. You know, Jesus, yeah. it, it, he's so merciful. Yes. When we just admit it yeah. and we get that out of us. And we say, now, Lord, I've I got to have help in this area. I've got to have help. I've got to have help to do what God's called me to do. Yes. Pastor Nancy has to have help. Yes. Pastor Craig has to have help. Pastor Jay has got to have help. Pastor Chris got to have help. Pastor Mitch got to have help. But God didn't call you to do it all by yourself. That's why he sent us the Holy Spirit to be your helper. Not only to be with you, but to be in you. He had authority. He had the authority and Jesus took that authority and he commanded that to come out of that boy and that boy was healed. I want you to know something. Peter and John did what you and I are called to do. We look at Peter and John and we put them up on a pedestal. It's there some type of, of great person. Well, a little bit later in the scripture, you'll find that they, they said they saw that they were ignorant men. They didn't go to Stanford. They didn't go to Harvard. They haven't been to a place where they've been indoctrinated in the wrong things. They haven't been to places that have gone away from their founding. Come on, come on. Amen. And that's all I'll say about that. No. No, no. He said they learned, they were, they were unlearned but they had been with Jesus. Peter and John had the same thing that you and I have. If you just exercise what you got. He said, such as I have, I give unto you. And he reached out his hand and said, in the name of him whose name is above every name named in heaven and earth, rise up. Peter started him by lifting him. But about the time he started to lift him, the healing power of God hit him in his feet and legs. You got to get in, someone's got to get into an agreement with your prayer. I was preaching for Brother Blair years ago, Charles Blair in Denver, Colorado. And there was a woman who was wheeled down the aisle in a wheelchair sitting right here next to where Pastor Debbie would be. And in the healing service, I was praying for people and all of a sudden the Lord said, tell her to start moving her finger if that's all she can do. And I'm sure there were those in the crowd that were thinking that's a very cruel thing for Richard to do, to tell someone in a wheelchair just to begin to move one finger. And I watched her and she just started doing this. And I prayed for others and I looked at her and she was doing this. And I prayed for others and I, I saw her doing this. The next thing I knew, I saw the wheelchair was empty yeah. and she was walking across the front. Amen. Amen. I had to get her into action. Yeah. Yeah. Peter reached out his hand. He was saying, give me your hand. And when he did, the power of God came this way and also came this way. Did you know the power of God can move two ways at the same time? It can move down. It can move up. The power of God came this way and hit him this way. It was a double whammy. So much so that the man leaped to his feet and began to praise and worship God and went into the temple with them. And the religious leaders went berserk. They didn't know what, in fact, they, they don't, the world does not know what to do with the power of God. They put them in hold until the next morning. It took them the next morning to figure out what they were going to do with them. Finally, they called and said, we, we, we can't deny that a notable miracle has been done. But we're telling you, don't do this again. Don't teach or preach in this name. Now, that's what the devil wants you to stop. He didn't care how many you have in Sunday school. He didn't care how many buses you run. Devil didn't care. He didn't care what social programs you have out in your community. Come on. 
The devil couldn't care less about that. That's right. That's right. As long as you leave out the name. That's it, sir. He said, don't teach, don't preach in that name. Peter said, whether it's right to listen to you or listen to God, you be the judge. But we cannot stop from speaking the things which we have seen and heard. He had a relationship. He had an experience. He had the name of Jesus and he had the authority to use it. Now, Peter did not have anything that you and I don't have. Well, that begs the question then, why isn't it operating in my life? It's because you haven't decided to allow it to operate. There's nothing special about Peter. As a matter of fact, Jesus picked him because there was nothing special about him. He was a man full of doubt. He was a man full of fear. He was a man full of worry. And yet Jesus picked him. And Jesus has picked you. He has selected you and he hasn't selected just those of you who minister in the pulpit. Because he said you shall lay hands on the sick. And they shall recover. And when you think of sickness, don't think it only as physical. One of the biggest physical or spiritual needs today is mental wellness. Depression, discouragement. People that are lost. They're in a vacuum out there. They've come out of a world system that isn't working. They don't know where to turn. And they've turned to drugs and they've turned to, to, to all the pleasures of the world and they don't know what to do and they need someone to show them. And you and I are called to be that purpose, that, that person. Now you can say all you want about Oral Roberts. And you can say, and I can say all I want about the fact that he, he told me that his anointing, uh, that when he went to heaven, his anointing was reserved for me and me only. He said, others will stand up and say, I have Oral Roberts anointing. He said, that's not true. He said the anointing is generational. He said the anointing that Oral Roberts has carried is reserved for his son and his son only. And I was in the room when he went home to be with the Lord and the angels came and took his spirit up out of his body. I watched it happen. I saw them come into the hospital room and I saw what appeared to be a mantle float down and I took hold of it and said, that's mine. And no one can take that anointing from you unless you surrender it. But don't think there's something special about those of us who minister. We're just human beings. You have the same power. You have the power that Christ raised from the dead. You have that power in you if you'll just use it. If you'll just believe. Praise God. The older I get, the more I, I begin to understand and the more I, I learn how to teach what I have learned and what I have done all these years. And I'm having the most wonderful time of my life imparting now, imparting uh, in the lives of ministers around the world. Uh, uh, our brother here from Pakistan, uh, uh, Silas, excuse me, uh, Brother Silas, uh, is uh, ministers in, in Montreal, but he is Pakistani and, uh, and has contacts w- with, pa- with Pakistani pastors. I didn't know there were so many pastors in Pakistan. It's a Muslim nation. But we had a, we had a conference together with pa- in Pakistan, 15,000 pastors. I've never seen a group of pastors like that in my life. And for three days, I had an opportunity to pour into them on healing, the Holy Spirit, and seed faith. And he was my interpreter. I didn't know he was going to be here today. He flew here from Canada, as you did, to be a part of this service. And he and I had a, had a session like that in Saudi Arabia. And we had a session like that right down by the Afghanistan border. And, uh, and we're also going to do one in Bangladesh one of these days. And we've been doing them in India and in other places. And I did one in the Ukraine while the war was going on. I'm, I'm doing what I'm saying. I'm not just talking about it. I'm doing it. But I'm not trying to bring any glory to me. I'm giving the honor and the glory to God. Because without him, I can do nothing. 
but with him, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Now, I came here this morning to give you a word of encouragement. Peter said, look on us. Okay, it's all right. We pastors, we ministers, we say, look on us. And then let your faith take over and believe. Praise God. Hallelujah. Who needs healing this morning in some area of your life? Someone who needs healing, stand up on your feet. If you need healing today, healing in your body, healing in your mind, healing in your emotions, you need healing in some area of your life. It may be physical, it may be financial, it may be emotional, it may be in your business or your job or your ministry or, or some other area of your life. It may be depression, it may be discouragement, it may be fear, maybe worry, anxiety. Maybe it's your kidneys, maybe it's your colon. Maybe it's your eyes or your hearing or maybe it's in your feet or your legs or some type of neuropathy or, or perhaps it's in your back or your shoulders or your feet or, 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 or your knees. It may be a swelling or, or maybe a mass or a tumor or a growth. We're in a place today where a corporate body of believers have come together believing the same thing. And that doesn't happen in many churches either. We are in one accord. And that's what made the difference with the disciples. Jesus said, go into that upper room and come together in one accord. That doesn't happen many places, but it's happening here. It's happening in the churches of these men and women who are seated here at the front. It's happening in our ministries. And we've got to share that. We've got to teach that. We've got to pour that out of us. And there'll be plenty left over after we pour it out. Because there's an un unending supply. And this morning, I want to pray over you. And I want to believe God. So Father, right now, it's not by might and it's certainly not by power. But it's by the Spirit of God that I pray this prayer. Now, there are shoulders that are being healed right now in the authority of the name of Jesus. And there's a loss of hearing that's being healed right now in Jesus' name. Those are words of knowledge. In the name of Jesus, every shoulder that's causing discomfort, every pain, come out. And come out now in Jesus' name. Now you can just begin moving your shoulders. People are going to begin to find pain leaving shoulders right now. Loss of hearing in the name of Jesus. Come out. Your station tube, eardrum, open up. I send the word into your ear for hearing now. Yes, I'll do that, Lord. I rebuke every glaucoma. I rebuke every cataract. I rebuke the dim vision. In the name of Jesus, come out. And enter again no more forever. Now, let your faith move as I'm praying. Join me in this prayer. This is not a solo thing. Join me. This is a congregational thing. Join me in this. Because one can put a thousand to flight, two can put 10,000 to flight. In the name of Jesus, I speak against every tumor, every mass, every growth in the authority of Jesus' name. Come out. I take hold of you you mass, you tumor, you growth. I take hold of you with my faith and pull you out. Come out and enter again no more forever. Yes, Lord, I'll do that. I speak to platelets. Platelets be in the right number of thousands. I speak to hemoglobin, be healed. Come up to the normal level. I speak to every red cell, every white cell, be in balance. I speak to every outlaw cell. I rebuke you and command you to come out and go to the uninhabited places of this earth where you'll walk among the dry places until your time comes. I speak now against every cell that is out of line. I speak for the kidneys and the liver to function normally in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you that the pancreas produces the right proper amount of insulin in Jesus name. I speak to the colon. I speak to the intestines. I speak to your gallbladder in the name of Jesus. Be healed today in Jesus mighty name. 
Yes, and the, the pain that's in the feet and the legs. In the name of Jesus, I speak to the feet and the, and the and, yes, and the ankles and to the knees. In the name of Jesus, every trace of arthritis, every swelling, come out now. Come out now. Come out now. In the name of Jesus. And there it goes. All that arthritis pain come out of the feet, come out of the knees. All the swelling go down, the inability to, to, to walk properly, that, that ceases now in Jesus' name. Hips, 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 sciatica, hips be healed in Jesus' name. Backs, discs, vertebra, in the name of Jesus, be healed. And I send the word to you. According to Psalm 107 verse 20, which says he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I speak to hearts, hearts that are enlarged, hearts that are in AFib, hearts that are skipping beats and that are not in proper rhythm in the authority of Jesus name, heart be healed heart which is enlarged, come down to a normal size and beat regularly in Jesus' mighty name. Blood pressure, blood sugar, in the authority of Jesus' name, I come against the attack. I rebuke the high blood pressure. I rebuke the low blood pressure. I rebuke the low blood sugar. I rebuke the high blood sugar. In Jesus' name, every trace of diabetes, every trace of hypoglycemia, come out in the name of Jesus. The hypertension, the blood pressure problem, be healed. Regulate in the authority of Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I take hold of this depression. This depression that makes you lose sleep and, and worry and fret. Put big bags under your eyes because you're not resting and it's, 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 it's weighing you down on a daily basis. I take authority over the depression and the discouragement because what has happened, because of what has happened. Maybe it's somebody else's fault, maybe it's your fault, maybe it's nobody's fault, but it's happened. And it's, it's knocked you down and you feel like it's over for you, but you felt like if you could get to the service today, someone would speak a word to you. My friend, I am that someone. I send that word against every depression, every discouragement. God did not give you a spirit of fear or discouragement or depression, but instead he gave you a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. You're not going crazy. The world may go crazy, but you're not going crazy in the name of Jesus, because you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You were made only a little bit lower than the angel. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you and gives you the ability. And greater is he who's in you than he that is in the world. You are not an accident going off somewhere to happen. You are specially chosen and God has a gifting that he's placed in you. And it's no different than the gifting that has been placed in me if you just use it. Praise God. Now just begin to lift your hands and give him praise. Every breathing condition, come out. COPD, asthma, emphysema, be healed in the name of Jesus. Every pain, come out. Come out, come out. In Jesus' name. And I set my faith with you now. Now, friend, I can't say anything more important to you this morning. I set my faith with you. You have someone in me who will set my faith with you. And you also have someone who will not come out of this agreement. I'll stand with you until the miracle happens. I will not quit. I will not give up. Every day I'll be telling the devil, get the hell out of their life. He touched me, oh, he touched me, and oh, the joy, the joy that floods my soul. Receive your healing. Something happened, and now 
I know he touched me and made me he touched me oh he touched me and oh the joy that floods my soul there are feet that are being healed today. You need to examine your feet. There are ankles and knees that are being healed. You need to examine yourself right now. Check it out. There are hips that are being healed right now. Pain has been in shoulders and backs being healed right now. Vision is coming in eyes. Hearing is being restored. Pain is leaving. Examine yourself. See, what, see what's going on. If you're being healed, it'll stand up to an examination. Just examine yourself where you are. Now, who can tell? Who can tell? A healing's happening right now in me. I mean, you know, you can tell it's happening. I mean, you can tell there's a difference. Who, put, raise your hand. If you can tell there's a healing, put your hand up. If you know there's a healing, come on down here to the front right now. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, line up behind me. Come on. Oh, he touched us. Come on, line up right here. Come on. Come on, come on, come on, come on. I mean, if you can tell there's a healing, come on. Come on down here. Come on, come on, come on. You're receiving healing, come on. on the end down there. What happened to you just now as we were praying? What happened, sir? My hearing has been restored. Your hearing? My hearing, yes. Hearing restored. My hearing's been restored. What, what happened to you? It was blood pressure. I can't tell right now, but I know emotionally, spiritually, mentally, I feel free. Well, freedom is a feeling. Yes. <laughs> what happened to you, sir? I feel renewed. I feel a new lease of life. Renewed? Yes. What happened when we prayed? My, my left shoulder has been painful since um, six months, and I feel free. I can, the pain is gone. Pain's gone. What happened to you? My tailbone was injured, and now I feel so much better. Praise the Lord. <laughs> it's going to be so nice to sit, isn't it? Yes, yes, yes. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, you use your tailbone a lot, don't you? <laughs> and when it's out of whack, wow. What happened when we prayed? For pray? my grandson, my two-year-old grandson. Oh, you wanted your prayer for your grandson? Yeah. So you just, took that prayer yeah, for him? I took it That's for good. Him. Uh, he has a hernia. They want to do surgery. Well, we set our faith with you for him. Check him out when you get home. What happened when we prayed? Oh, several days ago, my shoulder is uh, so painful, but now I'm healed. Praise God. What happened Lord. when we prayed? I was weak and sick in my feet. Neuropathy and You sick. heard me say neuropathy? Yes. My pancreas, everything I've had. But today I feel so much better. What happened to you? Shoulder. My shoulder, shoulder was in pain for Knows how many a few shoulders? weeks. And when you call it, I just started moving it. And I can't even feel it. <laughs> Pain's gone? Yeah, the pain's How long gone. had it bothered you? It, about two weeks. Two weeks? Two to three. I think I slept on it wrong. I lift hoses when I work, and so it just was bothering me. I woke up and Praise I could God. feel the pain. The pain's not I have some advice for you. Sleep on the other shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to you? 
Mine is the same as my brother right here. I've been having pain in my shoulder and my neck for a few weeks now, and it's totally gone. Gone. What happened to you when we prayed? Um, the clicking in my knees are gone. Clicking? Yes, and um, my doctor gave me some gel, steroid, and I was like, I'm not, I'm not taking it. I'm coming here. I mean, literally, the clicking. You Pain's can... gone? Absolutely. Son, what happened to you? I hurt my leg, and then... Like if I touched it, it was like really sore. The back of your leg? Yeah, and so you said legs, so I was like, praise God. I stood up and I felt the back of my leg. I felt the back of my leg and it's not snoring no more. It's gone. Now that's, that's faith right there. Yeah. I want that childlike faith. Yeah. You know, you tell a child to believe something, they just believe it. Yeah. Tell them there's a Santa Claus, they believe there's a Santa Claus. And then you have a hard time telling them there's no Santa Claus. What happened? I have neuropathy in my left foot that has affected my balance. How can you? What happened I'm, now? I'm walking straight. You're walking straight. I'm walking straight. What happened to you? I got peace in my mind. I have been Now, let me tell you what. That's a healing. Yes. When you feel peace in your mind. Yes. I remember, oh, I'm, Pastor Nancy, I must have been just a little boy. The former manager of the Philadelphia Phillies brought his wife into the prayer line. And I was standing right there. And my dad prayed for, for the man's wife. She, she had she almost lost her mind. And when my dad laid hands on her, she was completely restored. And, 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 and I remember when she said, she said, I am myself again. And I remember her husband, this, this older gentleman who had managed but he'd managed several major league baseball teams, including the Philadelphia Phillies. And in those days, I think it was the St. Louis Browns before it was the Cardinals. And, uh, and he, he was weeping and he said, I have my wife again. You know, when you, when you get peace of mind, that's healing. We oftentimes think of healing only as something physical. A lot of people need healing in areas you can't see. Thank God for that. What happened to you? I'm taking it all. My eyes, my ears, my heart. Oh, you're taking it all, huh? I'm taking it all. Okay, well, we'll just give it all to you then, in Jesus' name. What happened to you? Uh, I just turned 75. I asked God for an overhaul. I can't stop shaking. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you're welcome, but I didn't do it. We give the glory to God. Uh, yes. Praise you. God. What happened Thank to you, you ma'am? I had surgery on my foot six months ago, and I, can, I don't have any pain. You had surgery on your foot, now you have no pain? I haven't been able to do that in six months. You haven't been able to do what? Hot. Just a hot. Show me again what you couldn't do. Come out here a minute. Show the people what you couldn't do. Come on, come on. What happened to you? I walked in with heartburn and I- Heartburn? I, heartburn down my soft because I had a stomach surgery that's been causing a lot of heartburn. And I took two pills before I came in and they usually take 24 hours to kick in. And I've been swallowing and I haven't felt it when I received it. It's gone. It's gone. Praise God. I get heartburn when I watch the news. <laughs> Don't laugh at me, so do you. What happened? Tension between my eyes and my neck and my shoulders. It's between gone. your eyes, your neck, and your shoulders. Yeah. What difference can you tell now? It's just there's peace. There's it's peace. what? There's peace. There's peace. It's pain? just calm. Oh, a calm. Yes. Praise God. What What happened to you? Let's see. What happened to you, ma'am? I was losing feeling and balance in my right leg, but when you prayed, I felt a tingling in it, and now my leg feels really good now. Thank you. Ma'am, what happened to you? I had tremendous pains in my fingers. I couldn't bend them, hmm. and I can bend them now. Yes, I thank God for that, yes. What happened to you? Uh, I just really needed healing in my mind and thoughts and I could feel that that's changed now in a good thoughts. way. <laughs> a lot of people need healing in their thoughts. Praise God. You know, you can't, you can't stop thoughts from coming, but you can arrest them when they do. Yes. You can say, no, I will not entertain that thought. No, I will not do that thing. You have that. You know, I imagine Jesus had thoughts too, because the Bible says he was he 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 felt what we feel. Okay, but he didn't entertain the thought. He didn't invite it to dinner. Okay, 
He didn't sit down and have a conversation with it. He said, no, he took authority in Jesus' name. And we can handle a lot of those thoughts if we'll just say, no, devil, no. You're not gonna have me, you're not gonna have my family. You're not gonna have my body. You're not gonna have my finances. No, no, no. You're not gonna have my family. No, 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 no. No is a good word. Yes, Jeff. I received a healing from my heart. For your heart. I remember when you stood up back there. Ma'am, what happened with you? I received a healing in my hip and my knee and my ankle. Your hip, your knee, and? Ankle. And your ankle. Pain's gone? Yes. What happened to you, ma'am? I um, was recently diagnosed with diabetes and I could not hardly feel my feet or walk very well. And I had a lot of pain here. When you start praying, the pain started leaving me and my stomach's been going down and I could feel my feet. <laughs> I just want to praise the Lord. And I feel new blood, new blood and new kidneys. Yes. Okay, I've got a scripture for you. It's in the Old Testament. You're going to have to look it up. You shall not be polluted in your own blood. Amen. All right? I'm not sure. I, I, I don't nobody know where that is. I, I, I just I remember quoting it, but I don't remember where it is. It says, you shall not be polluted in your own blood. Amen. Pastor Craig will find it. That's your scripture, okay? Yes. I shall not, say everybody say, I shall not be, shall not polluted, be polluted in my own blood. Isn't that a good scripture? confess anyone having a, an attack in your blood what, what is it Ezekiel 16 6 Ezekiel 16 6 shall not be polluted in my own blood uh, Pastor Jeff most of it is for my cousin Cindy she's in the hospital right now for heart pains from COPD so you came up for her yeah but we send the word to Cindy right now in Jesus name and we believe with you for her healing what happened to you um, I've been in bondage with depression for months and when you prayed I just felt relief and I felt hope yeah. hope I felt hope hey, the Bible says he'll give you a hope let's just stand together and begin to worship the Lord Something happened, and now I know he touched me and made me Do you have a relationship with him? Yes. Are you having an experience with him? Are you aware that you have the name of Jesus and the authority to use it? If you didn't, you do now. Now just hearing it is not enough. The Bible says that we are not to be just hearers of the word, but we are to be doers of the word. That's why there is a school here, a Bible training center here. That's why Pastor Nancy felt the leading of the Lord to have a Bible training center. Brother Terry is the leader of that school. I have taught in that school before, several times. I'll teach again if you invite me. Uh, but that's, what's that about? That's about sending out. Jesus sent them out. And what she and others here are doing every year, they're sending them out. And the, those students, many are in this congregation today. And the, you, you just came back for the next semester, that right? This, you just came back from the, from the Christmas break. That's what this school is about. It's about sending out laborers because the fields are white under harvest. Now, the most amazing things to me is, is uh, when, I, when I'm overseas, uh, people come and get healed and then, then they, then they want to get saved. Lots of time people say, well, no, you can't get healed unless you're Christian. Well, the Bible doesn't say that at all. In fact, when Jesus healed the blind man, they came to him and said, do you know who healed you? He said, no, but I want to. He didn't know Jesus. He didn't know who he was. He just knew someone prayed for him. So lots of times healings happen in the lives of people who don't even know the Lord. Then they come and they give themselves to the Lord at that point. So every head bowed, every eye closed. Lord, don't let a man or a woman 
in the World Harvest Center today. Don't let anyone here leave without making a personal commitment of their life to Jesus Christ. Lord, don't let one be lost. Don't let anyone who has run away from God and feels about a million miles from God and be, feels separated from God, don't let them leave here, Lord, without recommitting themselves to Jesus. As I told you earlier, I gave my heart to the Lord when I was 19. I've never regretted a day of it. And how I thank God for what he has done in my life. And he's no respecter of persons. What he's done in me, he will do in you. But you've got to take a step forward. The Bible says you must repent. And what is repentance? Repentance means a change of mind. Repentance is not a change of your heart. You can't change your heart, but God is not gonna change your mind. It's a change, it's really a change of the position. It's taking, it's taking uh, the real you and putting it, uh, instead of you being in control, putting it back into subjection to your spirit the way God created you. That's what repentance really means. It's a change of position. And I wanna pray for those of you who've never made a commitment of your life to God, or you've been running from him and you'd like to recommit your life to him today. And you'd like me to pray a personal prayer with you. If you would, then I want you to take the first step right now. Hold your hand up, I wanna pray for you. Hold it up high. Now you with your hands raised, step out in the aisle, come down here and stand with me real quickly. Come on, come on. Come on right now, Lord, don't let one be lost. Not one. Come on. Come on, sir. Come on, ma'am. Come on. This is not about numbers. It's about not missing anybody. Someone else, you, you wanna be in this prayer? If you do, come right now. All right, stretch your hands out toward him. My brother, pray this prayer out loud after me. Oh God, be merciful to me, a sinner, a backslider. I've missed the mark with my life and I repent. I'm sorry. I ask you to forgive me, cleanse me, and make me new. Today, I surrender my life to the Lord. And I declare, and I decree, that I'll never be the same again. I have put my trust in Jesus. He's now my Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. Somebody give praise to the Lord. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries.